0: to the hollow sky podcast we are your hosts steven
1: and kyle
0: and we still haven't been abducted by egress industries A thank you i mean my we're recording this the same time as we recorded the last one speaking of the last one kyle magically whisked us away to stardust ranch and he's going to take us back there today we left off at the good part so if you haven't listened to part one from last week hop on back there and check it out before you listen to today's
1: yeah, I felt like I did you guys like one of them shitty ass TV shows. Like Cliffhanger. Right, right when it's about to get good, it's like, yeah, psych.
0: Not the to. movie Cliffhanger, just a Cliffhanger. That's a good movie, too.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, it is. I'm into it. Oh, but before we can get into that, you got to get through the business. Hell yeah. Check us out at all our social medias Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Hop on over there and just hang out with us. Be part of the community, all of us weirdos. Share memes, weird stories, anything strange you come across on the internet. If you find one of those dope-ass obelisks, the monoliths that have been popping up in your backyard, <laughs> yeah. take a picture of it, send it to us. Oh yeah. Um, if you've got a weird story, you can contact us there, send it through Messenger, email it to us, or I almost fucking like I mowed your lawn there, Kyle.
1: That's <laughs> all right.
0: Tossing it over to Kyle if you've got I a scary was, uh, story.
1: I was checking out stickers, but... Uh... <laughs>
0: A paranormal story you'd like to share. Kyle's yeah. going to tell you how to do it.
1: Yeah. You guys can uh, record yourself on your little voice memo app there or or a video on your phones or just literally whatever. And then send it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also type your stories out and shoot them over on Facebook, send it to the email, Instagram, tweets, whatever you want to do. It's literally up to you guys.
0: Hell yeah. We usually try our best to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're not that good at stuff.
1: Yeah. It does happen from time to time. And uh, we apologize.
0: Uh, We have a Discord set up now where people got a little think tank going on this Eagles Industries stuff we had going on next or a couple weeks ago. Next week. A couple weeks ago.
1: We also have Reddit.
0: Yeah. We got a Reddit page. And if you guys, if that's your thing, hop on over there r slash hollow sky podcast. Big ups. Check Hell us yeah. out. um What else we got? We have a Patreon set up. Yeah. Hop on over there. Search up Hollow Sky if you'd like to uh, support us that way. Get some extra content, some different goodies, sh- stuff like that. We got a Venmo set up. If you want to buy us a delicious monster, you can do that as well. Please do. Also... The best way to support us is to go to your podcatcher and leave us a rating and then review. If you do it on Apple or iTunes, you leave us a five star and leave us a review, we will gladly shout you out. And that's where we're at today. It is from our friend Alexis, who hosts an awesome true crime mystery podcast called The Great Unsolved. If true crime's your thing, hop on over there, check her out. Dope shit. She says, five stars, favorite podcast. This is my favorite podcast. I love conspiracies and weird things, and you two do the best job covering them. Alexis from The Great Unsolved. So definitely check her out.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I can attest that she's right.
0: We're the best? Yeah. (laughs) Kyle has confirmed. I have spoken. (laughs) So thank you so much for taking the time to leave us that rating and review. Uh, Thanks for being dope.
1: Yeah, we appreciate it.
0: Kyle. I got my return ticket to Stardust Ranch.
1: Yeah, but first we gotta go over the fucking sweet ass call.
0: Oh fuck.
1: Yeah, word, dog. Damn. Fucking that shit up.
0: I jumped the gun.
1: Fucking that shit up. My bad. It's all
0: right. Dude, I was ready. I'm ready to go. I know, I know,
1: but in all fairness, this submission is is fucking fantastic.
0: So our listener submission of the day, rewind because I almost fucked that up. Anyway. Our friend Marshall, who calls in quite often, has uh, shared this story with us. It is awesome.
1: Yeah, give it a little context.
0: Uh, Marshall sent me an email and said, I was hanging out at my friend's Austin's house Austin's house over the weekend, and I was talking about the podcast, and his mom comes in and says, well, I've seen a UFO. And so she agreed to share the story publicly for the first time in 50 years.
1: Hell Yes.
0: Austin says he has a UFO story. I've been trying to get him to share, but he has not yet. Here is Austin's mom, Lynn, with her UFO story.
2: You want? Okay. My name's Linda Wallace. My father and I in Tennessee, in rural Tennessee, uh, very remote. Built a house back in the woods, and uh, no other homes around it or anything. One night, my father and I was sitting at the kitchen table, and we heard this loud humming, like something vibrating, but it a loud, loud pitch. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I said, What's that, Daddy? He said, I don't know. We went out on the deck, and we stood there. In, the, in Tennessee, the, the sky is so dark, and the, the stars are so bright. It looks like you can reach out and touch them. And we looked down at the end of the house, the holler, and this grayish, black-looking thing that was oval, that was like cigar-shaped, huge. It was humongous. Just come floating towards the deck where we were standing. Neither one of us was afraid of it, but uh, it got over us. And all you ever sound heard was that mmm and it got right directly over us. And we looked up and you could see inside of the thing, it was little tiny lights of all different colors. It looked like little compartments, like, um, I don't know how to describe the compartments, but little slats of things and all kinds of lights going around inside this thing. And it stood there, I don't know, it seemed like forever, but it was probably five minutes. And it just hovered above us, and pretty soon it just slowly went on down the garden spot, down the trees. I turned and looked at my dad, we were both real quiet, we never said a word while this thing's there. And I looked at Daddy and I said, Daddy, did we just see a UFO? And he said, I think so, sis. I said, well what are we going to do about it? He said, not a damn thing, nobody believe us.
0: First off, I want to say, uh, Lynn, I don't know if you'll hear this. I don't know if you listen to this, but if Marshall can get to you, Marshall, tell her thank you so much for coming forward and sharing this story. Absolutely. When we decided to start this podcast, the one thing that I wanted was for this, if nothing else ever came of this, For I just wanted it to be kind of a uh, uh, s- safe place, for lack of a better term, for people to come forward. With their encounters and be able to share them and not have to worry about being ridiculed and judged as you know, because it's still taboo these paranormal experiences, and it shouldn't be, you know, like she hasn't shared this publicly in fifty years. She sat on this encounter.
1: It's crazy, and that
0: that is, it's 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 crazy to me, and that so so many of these experiences are just being lost with time when they should be recorded.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know
0: what I mean? And it's just, I don't know, just hearing her talk, hearing the honesty in her voice and her recant the experience, just like it gave me goosebumps.
1: For sure. And that that was one of the first things that I said as soon as we got done listening to it the first time, I said, she's not lying. There's no, no way she's lying. There's
0: no like there's no reason. No. She has no no nope. no alternative ulterior motive, you know no. what I mean? And the way the way fifty I mean, I don't even know how long says first time she's even spoken about it in fifty years, it may be longer than that. How it's so vividly burnt into her memory. She still remembers the lights, what the inside of it looked like, what it what it sounded like. Like this had a profound effect on her yep. growing up.
1: And it seems to be the running mo for just about anybody that's seen them. I mean, I'll tell you, that when we first got together and started talking about our shit, like I told everybody, a lot of people in my family make fun of me for shit that I say that I've seen. But I'm telling you, when you see that shit, it burns that image into your brain. You don't forget it. You don't.
0: Yeah, and and her her retelling her dad's response is exactly how I feel that anybody that comes out. With a paranormal experience is is dealt with, you yeah, know, he's like, we're not saying a damn thing because no one will believe us, yep we want to be the spot where you can come and tell your story, and we will believe you,
1: hell, yeah, absolutely,
0: so again, Marshall, if you talk to her, let her know, thank you so much for sharing that with us. that yep. was, it was I fucking, awesome. I love it
1: I love it yep, it was awesome.
0: just the way she described it, the classic cigar shape, yeah. Being able to look through it, like that was so... like It was like I was on the porch with them watching it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It was dope. Thanks for sending that over, Marshall. Yeah, we we
1: appreciate it. It It's a fantastic story.
0: Now Kyle is going to go to another fantastic story.
1: Hell yes.
0: Straight to Stardust, round two.
1: Round two. All right, so where we left off last time, if you do not remember... Old John decides he's gonna go to war with whatever is on his ranch, and Joyce, being the baller wife that she is, decides, "You know what? If you're going to war, I'm going to war with you.
0: I'm gonna strap up and you're stand my by ride my or die. Man.
1: You're gonna, you my ride or die, <laughs> which I think is fucking awesome. So, in any war, you know, what's the first thing you do? A little bit of fucking recon. <laughs> so when John was out. You know, and he he was out and about one day and he he would start dropping hints about his dog that had been killed to people. And people would kind of look at him weird, like, what the fuck? But then and this, it was almost like one of them things where, you know, he goes up to Steve in the store and he's like, hey, Steve, let me talk to you over here for a minute. Psst, psst, psst. You know, my dog got killed real weird the other day. You know, like what, like, what the fuck's going on? And Steve low key looks at you like, well, I don't know. But then at the same time, he looks around, makes sure nobody else is listening. And then these people that John were running into were like, hey, like, dude, that's this shit happens. The, that's the norm. Yeah, like, that happens around here quite often. You know, so John is just trying to basically. Like I said, do a little bit of recon, see what the hell is actually going on. If it's just his his ranch or if it is all of Arizona or a 10-mile radius or what the fuck is going on. And what he ended up finding out was that it's basically happening all over Arizona. So John decides to contact the authorities. The authorities... Basically told him, yeah, the government's not going to be looking into this anytime soon. <laughs> but I will tell you this off the record. He was told that it is very common for animals to be killed in the area. And I quote, in very weird ways, bloodlessly mutated or mutilated. He said that. It was a non-human presence that was doing this. So this is what police officers, the police officer, is telling him. Oh, so yeah. I mean, (laughs) fucking imagine, imagine your local sheriff being like, "Hey, dude, there's nothing going on here." But off the record, um, there is something not human doing this to the animals around here. Just uh, dropping that little thing of information. Now I got to go back to my job. Back on the record,
0: kind of just. Almost like low-key telling him, just mind your business. Right, yeah. Just deal with it.
1: Just accept the norm, okay? Go with it. Just
0: just accept that your animals are going to get murdered by interdimensional fucking beings.
1: Yeah. So, you know, John's out there doing his research, moseying around. Well, you know, you've got all the strange shit that's happened in the previous episode, and now this... That people are just like, yeah, this is the norm, we have to accept it. Well, I don't know I don't even know how to fucking go about this. But it it started to ramp up. So one night, John and Joyce decided to put down the battle axes and they're like, you know what? Let's just uh let's just go out for dinner and just have a really nice night. Like it's time to get away for a minute and just live life. So Joyce was in the bathroom getting ready. You know taking a minute like a lot like my wife does and so john was like well fuck it i'm just gonna pop on the tv and just wait for her to get ready not long after that he heard joyce say i'm ready which kind of took him by surprise because he didn't expect her to get ready that fast so he turned around and there she was just looking mint Damn, a Joyce! A motherfucking ten out of ten. Dime piece. She was in a in a red dress with makeup, lipstick, the whole nine. Like she is just dolled up to perfection. So John's thinking, "Fuck hell yeah!" <laughs> like I didn't know we was getting this dressed up, but I am not gonna argue the fact that you were this dressed up. You're looking good. Okay, it's gonna be a good night. So. Joyce ends up walking right past him, you know, just basically saying, I'm ready, and she goes out to the car. So John turns off the TV. He did a quick check to make sure that everything was all right around the house and follows her out, you know, gets in the car. They take a drive to dinner, and they start talking about Joyce's day job, which is kind of fucking weird because it just so happens she works for the FBI. What? Yeah, boy. She works for the FBI. How this crazy. wasn't
0: brought up before this point? Nope,
1: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> because they don't ever really go into a lot of her work details, which is kind of understandable because she doesn't work for the FBI. <laughs> I love it. But it's fucking crazy.
0: Dude, it's, she's probably the one opening the damn portals. She
1: very well could be.
0: Watch yourself.
1: Yep. And then, you know, so they're talking, John Sharon, how he wanted to get more dogs. He wanted about 30 or so. Which is
0: thirty fucking dogs? Pretty fucking excessive. Well, I guess when you're losing one to interdimensional beings every once in a while, right?
1: Right? Pack mentality, dude. Just get a whole bunch of them.
0: <laughs> we can afford to lose some because I can't afford to feed them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he he also wanted how you know he was explaining to her how he wanted a new water system for the horses. Like he's just back to like being happy and fantasizing about upgrading his ranch. They they eventually make it to the restaurant. They go in, sit down. They both order food. And then Joyce is like, you know what? I'm going to go to the ladies room. I'll be right back. Now, John sits down and he feels a pinch on his waistline. And when he looked down to see what it was, he noticed that it was a cell phone, but his cell phone had been turned off. And he, you know, he so he, he took it out, turned it back on. Yeah, he's having a good
0: night. Yeah. You know, this not,
1: lady. not worrying about it, turns it back on. Phone off night. And then the phone starts going crazy. I know Just where this is going. Just beeping off the hook. I know where Got this is. Got text going. messages, missed calls, voicemails, the whole nine. So he opens his phone and <sighs> he sees that the number is from the landline at his house. And so instantly he's fucking he's just like, not this shit again, because he knows nobody's at home. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? So he opens the, the messages and who's on the line? His fucking irate, pissed wife. Oh, John. <clears throat> and she is fucking livid. She's like, where the fuck are you? How could you leave me? Like, what the fuck? And so at this point, John is so fucking confused, which, I mean, imagine that. Dude, My uh,
0: the first <laughs> thing I think of is that stupid short story where the dad goes into the bedroom and the mm. little girl's like, Dad, no, there's a monster under my bed. And he's like, there's no monsters. I'll go check for you. And when he gets under there, he sees his daughter hiding under the bed. And she says, Dad, it's in my bed.
1: Yeah. So, which one's which?
0: Yeah, which one's the real wife?
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So John is confused as all hell. And, but he starts to think and he's like, well, if Joyce is at home, who the fuck is in the bathroom? Or
0: if Joyce is in the bathroom, who in the fuck is calling from home?
1: Right? So he calls home. Joyce picks up and asks, where are you? He's like, I'm at the restaurant in Phoenix.
0: And you're in the fucking bathroom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. John, Well, right right out of the gate, John didn't explain the situation to Joyce right away. He says, you have to trust me. I'll be home in about 45 minutes. So he sat like an OG. He sat and he waited. <laughs>
2: Dude,
0: I, would have, I don't know. You couldn't bounce and go home because you don't have any of the answers.
1: No. So he waits for whatever to come out of the bathroom. And about three minutes later, it did. So... Imposter Joyce walks back to the table and sits down. John looked it right in the face, and at that moment, he realized something. The entire drive, dropping her off, ordering, he never once looked her in the face. Not one time. And ironically enough, she never looked at him. Well, at this point, he finally made eye contact, and he he held that motherfucker. And... The look on her face said it all. And when when he was just sitting there staring into its eyes, he said its eyes went jet black. Just, just black as night.
0: Dine and dash, John. Yeah. Abort mission.
1: And, you know, what would you do? Like, like if you were in John's spot right at that moment, what do you do? Do you say something to it? Like, what the fuck do you do?
0: Order her an appetizer.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess stay here, stay here. Eat, eat this these is all me.
0: Eat these nachos so you don't eat me.
1: So in the in the not turn of events,
0: but he but he said he was admiring her when she walked out of the bathroom, admiring her lipstick and her makeup. Clearly, he, he was looking at her face.
1: Yeah, it may have been one of the more quick glances. Yeah.
0: He was surprised that she was out already.
1: Because I don't really know how to say this, but I'm sure he don't get me wrong. I'm sure he glanced at her makeup, but probably looking at other features. That's kind of what I'm getting at. You know, if she was wearing a classic John, a sexy fucking dress, I mean, you know, his eyes are going to venture away real fast.
0: Lipstick for very long. Not. I got you. I got you. So. You know, understandable John I'll let that start. right yeah I'll allow it
1: okay so back to the restaurant you know he's sitting there looking at it. the eyes go jet black and in not what I thought would have ended up happening, John just stood up and walked away <laughs> he didn't fucking pay he didn't do nothing he just got up turned around walked to his jeep got black back into it and drove off <laughs> he
0: said tonight is not your night doppelganger yeah
1: he's like I'm leaving you here Fuck this bitch. She didn't, she didn't follow him? No, I guess not. I guess it just stayed there. What? And he said... That's... And this is this is kind of like one of them little short stories in there that he just added in. But he said over the years that this has happened to both of them. Like, they've had doppelgangers of themselves. Each one has, you know, experienced one of the other. That's fucked up. Yep. Yeah, and he said... Every single time that it happens, each time it's extremely convincing. And it takes a little bit for each of, you know, either one of them to figure out that this isn't John or this isn't Joyce.
0: Man, was, did we do an episode where we were talking about doppelgangers and the guy, maybe it was a, a writing story or something I found on Reddit, where the woman was sitting at the computer and then she also wasn't sitting at the computer at the time.
1: I want to say I vaguely remember that. I think I it too. was a write in.
0: Oh, that's fucked up. Anyway, my bad. Yeah. Just, no, was, no worries. I went down that doppelganger. So,
1: you know, this and we're gonna switch gears again, but so over the years, John pretty well kept track of everything that was going on. And one thing that really started to concern him was all the brands and indents all over their bodies, because whatever was doing this was doing it while they slept. So John did what I would do and prepared for going to war. He's like, all right, let's go. This you know, it's game on. I'm tired of this shit. It's time to dance. So the one place he started preparing was the bedroom. He didn't have any guns nearby. And it, you know, his, His logic for it makes sense because his house was made of solid brick and he was worried about starting to shoot in his house and the bullets start ricocheting. Or one night him waking up half asleep and end up shooting Joyce.
0: You didn't want to catch a stray from that AK spray, dog.
1: Exactly. So therefore, his next best option was a baseball bat. And now I just picture him waking up in, like, one of them tired hazes and then just smacking Joyce over the head with the bat. Just fucking ping.
0: That'd make it even worse if you'd got a doppelganger demon Joyce walking around the house. Dude, like.
1: touche. That would be, that would suck. Oh, man. So, there he is. He's preparing for war. Now, one night, he woke up, not by sound, but by touch. He said that he was in between that, that state of sleep where you're, you're, coming in, you're in, but you're out. You don't really know where you're at. It's right before you go into your sleep. Sleep paralysis central. Pretty much. And he said that he felt a cold, clammy thing touch his arm. It started at his wrist, then kind of stroked its way up his arm alongside the inside of his elbow. Nope.
0: Joyce, get your corpsey hands off of me.
1: So John, being the OG that he is, he jumped the fuck up, grabbed that bat, and started... Babe roofing like a motherfucker. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't know that I would that far, dude. He did just blind swinging on everything. That's what he did,
1: and he said, uh, "Gives me fucking chills." He said he made contact with something, and all he heard was like a hiss sound, like like somebody poked a hole in a tire. <laughs> That's how he described it. Just that
0: <laughs> deflated that some bitch.
1: Yep. When, he, I mean, I don't know i don't even know how you go from this to this but so he, be- he beats his things as with the baseball bat and he show goes, yourself he goes over and flips the light on and there clear as day were three little gray aliens inside his bedroom
0: never mind
1: on his side of the bed don't show yourself he said they stood about four feet tall no genitalia <laughs>
0: He's checking it out. <laughs> Got to
1: check, check the package, dog. He he said the arms and legs were extremely thin. They had large heads, heads with black eyes. I mean that is, that's just straight up, yeah, hundred percent, great description. He said before he could hit them again, they phased out, and he goes on to talk about this like that's how they. It's like the the interdimensional thing, the portal shit you were talking about. Like yeah. they, he's like they literally just. Disappear before your eyes. It's the
0: veil. It's thin. Yeah. You can just walk right through it.
1: Oh, and it gets crazier later did he, on. Did he
0: see what he deflated?
1: He didn't deflate anything. I'm assuming that when he hit that fucking gray, that's the noise it made. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. If gray aliens hiss at people, that's that makes terrifying. Me, that makes me a hundred percent more not ever want to see one. Well, yeah.
1: If you punch them and they just go...
0: You, you hit them with a fucking bat. And all they do, like a pissed off cat. <laughs> I'd just be done. I'd be like, okay, you win.
1: I'm going back to bed. Take, take me to your leader, dog. You win. Fuck that. Uh, so, you know, they phased out. They were gone. After this night, it kind of shocked John and Joyce. I
0: was, I was really hoping one of them was deflated there in the bedroom. <laughs> Because the first thing I thought like you of... You took that
1: analogy to heart, yeah. just the well, tire. I thought of
0: the deflated dog. Hey, holocult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when
1: you're out hunting cryptids and let me tell you their styles are on point i've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots and their pair is mint they also have crocodile boots caiman boots ostrich boots regular leather boots they they have it all and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome you can even stop by their the local tacova store have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin hollow sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: And oh, I'm trying trying to put shade, put shade. from the last episode. i trying to put two, two together. <laughs> I didn't think of it as
0: a, like, his. <laughs> I thought of it, you know.
1: They're a bunch of blow-up dolls. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. All right, so back to the fucking story. <laughs> After this night, as you can imagine, John was fucking shell-shocked. He's, you know, and Joyce was, too. Like, what in the fuck is going on? And once again, as we've talked about, John states now that they know what's there, they know what's been coming in the middle of the night. So now they have basically a face to what's been branding them and doing God knows what to them.
0: You have located the enemy.
1: Exactly. You know, both of them were just, I mean, I can only imagine how appalled and confused you were. But after this night, as luck would have it, they were a lot less covert about their presence. John actually began to start seeing them during the day, and he said one of those little bastards took a ball back to the dome, and it just hissed. So he's like, you know what? It's time to up my game, boys. So what he start doing? He said, he said, fuck the fact that I got a brick house. Fuck the fact that Joy sleeps next to me. It's time to start shooting these motherfuckers. So... He does. He starts shooting them. Guess what? The bullets did nothing to him. Great. Nothing.
0: If there's one thing that I hate more than regular gray aliens... Bulletproof. Fucking bulletproof gray aliens.
1: Yep, exactly. They got Luke Cage gray aliens in this bitch. Great. It's fucking awesome. Great. That's so, the worst kind of gray aliens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Aliens. And
1: this is... <laughs> I mean, believe it or not... This is where he like part ones his uh alien section of the the book. So now we switch gears again.
0: <laughs> There's multiple alien sec- oh,
1: sections. Oh, dude, this this is just the icing <laughs> on the cake. Like this this is nothing. Like I we're just, not even. This is fucking. I
0: just want to go to Denny's and sit down with John for like, like four hours, dude.
1: For for John, this is like day one shit. He's like, all right, cool. I know the enemy. It's time to fight. So not
0: with bullets or baseball bats. Yeah.
1: So a couple, you know, a little while later, the fucking John, he's like, he's running a ranch, right? So he's like, you know what? I need somebody to do my fucking taxes. I, I'm going to go to town. So he goes to town. He's, Switching he, gears. Yeah, he's he's out there looking. He's trolling for a tax guy. He find, ends up finding one, and the guy's a Mormon, right? And he doesn't come out with his name but they they end up calling him fred so john goes to where fred lives and i guess what i guess everybody knew john at this point and when john walked in fred's poor face just went pale he goes fuck not the alien yeah and but but you know fred's like you know what fuck it i got a job to do i'm gonna do this shit so they go into the nitty-gritty of the taxes and then the mormon asks John about i mean i guess while they're doing these taxes shit they're also going over of course some of the happenings with the place i would yeah absolutely it's a
0: perfect talking point right and I, lo- I love i love how john is like when the shit started to go south he's like i'm going to get the government involved and people are like the government don't give a fuck about you and john's like I better do my taxes so I'm square with the government. <laughs> I'm fighting aliens. They're trying to get at my wife. Right. They're bulletproof. They're baseball bat proof. They're walking around my ranch hissing at me. I better get these taxes squared the fuck away,
1: dog. But He's just th-
0: trying to be a good citizen, yeah, a good person. I get,
1: I get it. He's a good, upstanding person. Now, I do want to reiterate something here that during, like, you will read several times throughout the book. If you guys decide to purchase the book, which I would highly recommend, um... You will read that John, in his old age, he does have a, a hard time placing like, like a, a perfect time frame to everything. Like he'll he'll kind of do this where he switches gears and full circles and shit. Which, you know, being an elderly person, you, you go go listen to their stories and tell me they don't full circle once in a while and <laughs> especially
0: when they spent years of their lives fighting fucking interdimensional dude. That's beings. what I'm saying. I'll allow it.
1: Exactly. So, anyways, back to the Mormon shit you know they they get to talking about it and the mormons like you know what john have you have you ever thought about having an exorcism john didn't tell him about any of the aliens i guess all they really got into was like the the dark entity that was hanging around in the beginning you know and john didn't want to tell him about the aliens because he didn't want to be called crazy and he also didn't want to lose his tax guy
0: exactly what we talked about
1: so after a little while of this, John's like, fuck it. You know what? Fine. Come do your exorcism. Whatever. Whatever's going to float your boat, You, Fred, you just go on and do it. So, Fred ends up showing up. He comes through. He brings two other guys with him. And they enter the house and they start doing their exorcism. Well, it didn't really take that long and the house started to react. John said it was almost like something was trying to use... The water pipes as a vocal instrument to talk, and I mean, hats off to the Mormons. He said they didn't waver a bit. They just kept they like, trooping through.
0: Come get, <laughs> yeah. I picture like a didgeridoo, you know, like that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: pretty sure it's have, probably uh, what it was. I have derailed this you episode. Absolutely already. have. I apologize. Um, now. <laughs> The Mormons like I said the Mormons didn't waver they they kept punching through which fucking hats off to you guys
0: yeah if, if I like, was in the alien house and the the sinks are talking to me I'd probably bounce
1: oh I'd be a little fucking concerned myself yeah. the you know and as they as so as they progressed through the house and kept doing this exorcism the noise just kept getting louder and louder and louder but Once again, the Mormons, they just kept going room to room and kept fighting this unseen being. But when they got to the master bedroom, it all changed. One of the younger men became extremely distressed, and Fred... He had to end up breaking his con- concentration to address this guy. Oh shit! And just like that, weak spot. Just like that, it all fucking goes south. So, all of a sudden, it, as well, it was like they 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 all knew something was bad because they all had this look of distress on their on their face, and they were all looking at the dude who first broke. And then all of a sudden, that dude bent over it and just started fucking puking everywhere now all hell broke loose the house started to tremble like it was fucking going through an earthquake the walls like the picture frames and shit on the walls were just shaking like somebody was beating it down and ironically enough as these men started to retreat from the house like every room that Everywhere they went, it was like it followed them. Like it was chasing like literally chasing them out of the house.
0: Them out, corralling them out of the house.
1: Now the puker, he ran outside and he just kept fucking puking. Then he ends up running to the van and locks himself <laughs> in the van. I'm out, fellas. Yeah, and he locks everybody else out. The bishop was which was Fred, he was the only one remaining. And dude, straight home he just kept trying to pray and cleanse the house. That's when <laughs> the noise went to the well, and John said it sounded like a demonic beast from the bowels of hell.
0: Well, well then.
1: Right after that, they all fucking bounced. They were gone.
0: They're like, nah, we tried, we failed, we're out.
1: And it's actually kind of funny because, I mean, I just just picture this in your head. John and Joy sat on the front porch, and it doesn't go into detail about this, but this is what I'm seeing: John and Joyce on the front porch. They're watching these Mormons Sitting, just
0: kick back in their rocking chairs, just rocking back. And yeah, forth. they
1: watch the Mormons speed off down the the desert road. You got the
0: sprinting puker run out. Yeah,
1: and Joy and John looks over at Joyce and he's like,
0: "You think that was aliens?"
1: And Joyce goes, "Nope."
0: <laughs> the kid back keeps sipping their sweet tea. Exactly, man. The
1: like, they're so accustomed to it at this point, they're just like, what the fuck ever, she's man. She's
0: probably pissed she's got to clean up a bunch of fucking puking Right, house.
1: yeah. So with all that crazy shit going on, John quickly becomes a light sleeper, as one could imagine. I
0: would say so. Mm-hmm.
1: And it didn't take much to wake him up. Well, this is kind of fucking creepy for me. So... Not long into this little fucking occur, like this. Okay, so this is the Grace part two.
0: It is weird to me that I didn't mean to cut in there. No, but go I'm ahead. Thinking, like you have, you have all this interdimensional, possibly UFO shit going on. So it's either outer space or interdimensional because he says they phase in and out, which yep. could also be UFO. You know, absolutely we don't know how all that shit works. Yeah. But it's got this whole new side that's all like spiritualistic, demonic, and all this shit. Which
1: a madhouse.
0: Either it's all part of the same phenomenon, or all the phenomenon are uh, just commuting on this one. Yeah, like there's something special
1: about it. Well, so John, he's a light sleeper, right? Well, one night he woke up to his wife. Floating about three feet off the bed. Time
0: for a divorce, John. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so... Cut, Cut your losses.
1: So he looks over, and Joyce is floating about three feet off the bed, and he fucking jumps up like a rocket. Now, I fucking applaud him for this, because this is just classic. So he looks over, sees Joyce floating, and it was almost like you see in them old magic acts. He starts taking his arms and, like, Moving him underneath moving him underneath her <laughs> and then over top of her, like, where are the strings at? I know this bitch is fucking with me. What is going on here? And he didn't find anything. So now he's ultra confused. Then then he started to whisper to her, like, Joyce, Joyce, wake up. Joyce, you're
0: levitating.
1: <laughs> you're levitating again. Come, come back come to back? bed. <laughs> and then eventually he started to yell her name and he started to push her back down to the bed. And that's when she woke up, but he's like, she only woke up for about a second. Then she went right back to sleep. He ends up getting her pushed all the way back down to bed and she stays asleep. She wakes up the next day and literally has no memory of it at all. No idea. That is terrifying. Right. She doesn't remember it. Yeah.
0: Like, what the hell goes on when I'm asleep?
1: Yep. And then, so from this point on, More and more frequently, he he keeps waking up to her floating, which is terrifying. And then one night, or no, as as it continues, he starts waking up in the middle of the night to find her not there at all.
0: That's fucking creepy.
1: So he goes looking for her, and he'll just find her floating in random spots in the house.
0: Oh, just floating around?
1: Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? So... Then it, then it evolves once again. So he wakes up one night and she is floating slowly towards the door in the bedroom. So he's like, okay, all right, here we go. He ends up, I guess, securing her that night. I don't know how he did it, but he did. A couple nights later, same thing, except this time. She's not in the bedroom. She's actually in the hallway. But she's actually floating away from him. So he starts to follow her. Well, it's almost like all the times before were a type of trial and error. Because now it was like it had it figured out. Like, now I know what to do. And she was floating towards the outside door to go outside. No. Yeah. So I guess he'd found her like this several times, but all the times prior he was able to like wake her, like partially wake her up, which I guess as he would bring her out of this trance or whatever, she would slowly start to levitate back to the ground. And, but each and every single time she would never remember any of it when she woke up.
0: It it makes me wonder, like, is is she controlling the levitation by herself, like with her mind, or is something else? Like, is the, she said the aliens phase in and out? So all I picture is these invisible little aliens carrying his old lady out the front door.
1: Well, you know, with with all the previous stuff, you're kind of like, okay, with everything that's fucking going on, this is weird, but it's not that bad. It's strange, but I'm able to corral her and get her back to bed. Well, so this final night that it happens, John wakes up, finds her floating down the hallway again, and he's like, God damn it, Joyce. Well, he ends up grabbing her by the ankles like he always did, try to drag her back down to the ground so he can wake her back up. Well, this time... He was unable to stop her. And here he is fighting her. She's three feet off the ground, floating down the hallway, and he's doing everything in his power to stop her from advancing. And he can't. Next thing you know, she floats right through the fucking wall. Floats right through the wall To the outside Huh So he starts following her Like what the fuck is going on And She's obviously floating in a very specific direction So John goes outside And Just take a wild guess Of what's outside
0: Hmm UFO
1: Yes sir he says, maybe about 100 feet off the ground, roughly 100 feet in diameter, there was a blue-white light coming from a disc in the air. <laughs> now, you remember on the previous episodes when I told you guys that old John had it figured out about how to not get abducted by UFOs? <laughs> well, here's your tip of the day. John, being the the badass that he is, Runs back inside. Classic John. He runs back inside, grabs his chopstick, a.k.a. the AK-47. As Joyce was moving towards the craft, John ran outside, aimed his gun at the source of the light, and just started spraying. Just Uh, shooting like crazy at the UFO. And... Believe it or not, it actually worked. Let him
0: motherfucking rip.
1: They, they dropped Joyce to the ground, and and this is weird, because this time was the only time when she came to, she remembered everything.
0: So the bullets are working now.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. But it, it is. I'll
0: allow it.
1: I don't know. It's crazy absolutely crazy. Now this next story fucking kind of irked me out a little bit. could. <laughs> Which if we Good. if we were ever able to go to Stardust Ranch. I want to look for this place because it would be terrifying. Perfect. Yeah. So, kind of place. Changing gears again. One day John decided to go for a drive in the desert. And I I guess he did this quite often just to kind of unwind, if you will. He liked being out there in the quiet. and He would usually take two of his dogs and just kind of go out there and just mill around, you know, just, just relax, so to speak. But he would always bring... He would take his two dogs and his 357. Um... One day he stopped and started to go for a walk. There was a hill about a hundred, roughly about a hundred yards away, and for whatever reason, he wanted to walk to it. Now, as he crested the hill, he noticed in the vegetation that there was a barren circle, which he found pretty fucking strange. So he decides, you know what? I'm gonna go investigate. I'm gonna go see what's up. He walks over to the circle and. Inside this circle was a second circle. The second circle is way fucking creepier. You want to know why? Because the second circle was made of shoes. What? Yeah. He walks down to it, and he finds hundreds of shoes in a total circumference of, of just shoes that was about 100 yards. A f-
0: fucking football field
1: of shoes. A football field of shoes of shoes in a circle that is and it's even creepier Creepy. not i mean it was shoes but he said it was shoes of all types men women and children now
0: i don't need i don't even
1: and he said that every single one of these shoes were in pairs and all the toes were pointed to the center of the circle how fucking creepy would that be,
0: dude? All I think about is all the missing people, right? Shit from out west, right? Or some dumbass art installation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> how they wouldn't have done very well going out on John's property back then.
0: Oh, he fucking let it rip.
1: It would have been bad news. So you know, I mean, I could only—I couldn't even fucking fathom finding something like that out there. That would be terrifying. I would have nothing but horrible, horrible thoughts.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but with all that, you know, or with everything that had been going on, John actually started to keep a camcorder on him. Well, unfortunately, he left it in his Jeep. So he, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the Jeep. I'm going to grab the camcorder, come back and record this. So, he went back, grabbed the camcorder, went back to the shoe circle. So that's what one, one hundred yards, two hundred yards. He's been he's walked three hundred yards now out in the desert, which you can imagine is hot as fuck, with his two dogs.
0: His adrenaline's probably fucking flying.
1: So, like I said, he went back, started to tape, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere the hairs on his arms physically started to stand up like there was some type of electricity going through the air. (laughs) I mean, why not? He turns around, and he's greeted by a giant black triangle floating in the air. Of course. He said the last thing that he remembered, or no, that was the last thing that he remembered, and he ends up passing out. John, or that yeah, that was that was basically it. And then he had another account where he just went missing for eighteen hours. It doesn't say how long the first. Was, I thought these two were connected, but I I guess they weren't. But it doesn't say with the shoe circle incident how, how long he was out. out for. That'd be interesting. So it could have just in been the, middle of the fucking desert, right? And then this uh, I want to say, fuck. I mean, I. I want to say that it was... uh, No, this might have been it. I guess there was another account where he went missing for 18 hours. He has no memory of it, and he woke up miles away from his home completely naked. Now, if that doesn't sound like Abduction 101... That's
0: Travis Walton shit. Exactly.
1: That's what I'm saying. Uh, There is actually... A little side note here is that where... I guess round about where John lives, the mountain range near him is the Estrella Mountains, and per native lore, these mountains have portals in them.
0: Of course they do. And
1: they link to other worlds. So he's got that going for him.
0: Of course.
1: It's fucking... I mean, this story is just Wild. Absolutely wild. He doesn't leave anything out. He really doesn't. I mean, as you can imagine, what would be the next thing of all things for John to run into? Well, of course. It's got to be the MIB.
0: Ooh, I was going to say Bigfoot, but that was my next one. Got to be the MIB. Interesting little side note here. I'm Googling missing hiker in the Estrella Mountains, and there are quite a bit.
1: That's actually really creepy considering he found a shoe circle.
0: This is really creepy. Um,
1: Great. Well, we might have just found our next subject to talk about.
0: (laughs) Missing hikers in Phoenix. All sorts of shit. Hmm. Also, apparently there was uh, some sort of movie that came out. Phoenix Incident and a lot of this shit kind of mixes together. So, I don't know. Scratch that. There are missing people and hikers found dead on the mountain, but I'm trying to uh, pull this away from this Phoenix incident movie that was out. I'm pretty sure I saw it, about four hikers that went missing.
1: I don't think I ever watched it. Anyway. But. Carry on. Actually, I think we're going to end this one here. Never mind. Don't carry on. Yeah, because we're, we're gonna at. We're going to go part three, dog. Yeah, we're about the hour mark, and we still got. I was going to try to finish it all in a squeeze, but. I think there's there's more than more than that that here. Perfect. So overall what what do you think of part 2 so far? I love it. I think it's a fantastic story. I really do.
0: I love it. And I sounds far far fetched all compiled together, but this is I mean it's no more crazy than fucking Skinwalker. No, and shit. I'm telling you the right giant, now the giant bulletproof wolf at Skinwalker. Right, absolutely.
1: Ranch. And every, every like yeah, that's a great point because a lot of people bite into Skinwalker. Yeah. Like they they believe it's legitimate.
0: And then people turn around and tell John, you're crazy. That's the exact voice they used.
1: It is too. You're crazy. I heard it. But like I said, you read this book and you get that that overall. Not only does he say it, but you get that overall vibe from John that he don't he don't give a flying fuck no, if you like Jake the
0: snake roberts
1: he does but he also He'll ddt your ass he doesn't care if you believe him or not and i respect him for that i really do because that's how i am like if me and steve went out there and found i've said it a million times if, if we found a bigfoot footprint and we didn't have any way to record it or even if we took a picture and everybody's like ho, that's a fake it wouldn't matter to me because i i would know what me and steve saw it's, it's Whatever. like your opinion is besides the point funny story okay
0: speaking of big footprint when my youngest boy was younger he'd always tell me if i wanted to make a million dollars all i had to do is find a big foot bone and sell it
1: was that was that maddie yeah sounds about right he said dad you want to get rich just find a big foot bone and sell it your son is definitely a plotter on how to get money <laughs> he's trying like that's that that dude is motivated and i appreciate it for <laughs> it like that's that's what's up you're motivated stay motivated maddie Get them fucking Bugattis.
0: (laughs) Ten years old wants to be an architect so he can buy expensive cars.
1: Fucking awesome.
0: Do it to a dog.
1: Motivation.
0: (laughs) Anyway, thank you for checking out our episode today of Stardust Ranch Part Two. We will be back next week with Part Three. This is our first three parter. Hell yeah! And we'll see what's going on.
1: And it's not even done. Like this is about half the book.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for the rest of this and the rest of the book. From the way you talk, Dude, it's probably it's down a, a rabbit hole I don't even
1: have. Uh, it's a, I, I would highly recommend the book if you guys find any of this shit interesting. I I probably do a piss poor job at reiterating, but you it's should check great. the book out. It's fucking awesome. It really is. I'm I'm floored because all of the all of these stories that we're going through now, I've heard all of them. I've heard all the stories before. Some of them are new to me.
0: I've looked into it a little well, bit, but I didn't dig in.
1: The circle one, I hadn't heard. The I hadn't heard circle. that one. That one was creepy. Um,
0: right. I hadn't heard the doppelganger uh, date one. Yeah. That was a new one. It was interesting.
1: Yeah, but some of these last ones here that I cover are new to me, and then the other section of the book just gets fucking weird. Perfect. Way weird. But with that being said, like Steve said, we appreciate you listening and giving us the time. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So check us out at all our socials. You know the deal. Just just Google us. We'll be there. And until next time, stay safe. Stay weird. And if you wake up and you find your significant other floating out of the house, just just go back to bed. We'll be fine.
1: shake.